Today, I want to talk about training and conditioning. Recognizing that we were systematically controlled and conditioned can be very unnerving. It's hard, still, for me to accept that someone was so calculating in targeting and manipulating myself and my family into a state of acceptance of their agenda. It recently came up in conversation that those of us who were in cults, especially in the inner circle, especially young and impressionable kids like I was starting at age eight, they love that. We're less resistant, and once they disable our parents of the troll, the sky's the limit. The horse, or cult follower, devotee, disciple, student, parishioner, is broken in order to get the best possible performance out of them, but it's done systematically. The subject is conditioned to make sure they accept what is demanded from their master, but it doesn't happen overnight or all at once. It takes time for the cult leader, religious leader, dominant charismatic leader to get their training complete. So today I found an article on how to break a horse. Yeah. I'm going there. It's way too applicable. I'm going to read to you from this article from horseridinghq.com, How to Break a Horse for Riding, and point out what are somewhat obvious similarities to how we were broken in a church or high-demand group, creating submissive and accepting behavior toward our masters. How did they do that? Well, in essence, we are all animals. (laughs) Humans are animals too, with more ability than a horse to think, but we are animals which are programmable. It is known. And I think you may, cold kids, get a chuckle or maybe some aha moments out of this analogy. I know I did. So here we go. Every time I say horse, you drink. (laughs) No, just kidding. Every time I say horse, I want you to substitute the word horse with human. Every time I say the word rider, substitute leader or master. The leaders we encountered when our parents took us to a cult were thinking in terms just such as I am about to read to you. They were thinking in terms of conditioning a human in order to get the best experience of us that they could, in order to use us as willing subjects and make sure they coerce us in the right direction. The similarities are uncanny here. You'll see. The connection between horse and rider is just something exceptional. But it still doesn't happen automatically. Not every horse is conditioned to allow you to ride him, and some may acquire a lot of practice until they're able to saddle. If you're searching for a way to break a horse, Here are a few practical techniques and steps you could take to get it done. The most significant distinction between a horse that is ridden all the time versus one who declines to ride is typically only a question of familiarity. A young horse, of course, won't be as accustomed to the thought of having a rider on his back. You ought to progressively expose the horse to the basic concepts rather than expecting that they can suddenly take them up and start galloping into the sunset. I believe they call this grooming. At first, we may have had an initial impression that we were in danger, that the leader who ran our lives was not a nice person. 
or that there was an off feeling, and there was. So the pedophile or abuser knows this. They use techniques of just noticeable differences to get us used to things. They use hypnosis, stirring language, and God to disarm these initial concerns. Or they would not have any followers. But it's astonishing how this is so simply broken down in terms of training a horse, of course. I'll continue. Please do not believe everything you see in the movies concerning riding a horse. It's not possible for you to just jump onto a wild stallion's back and run away, very much unharmed. A horse that has never been ridden or trained is unbroken. In other words, it's not tamed or used to be ridden on. As such, unbroken horses, those that are too young for training, or brumbies, wild horses, should never be left in the care of riders who are beginners. Comment. Don't try coercive manipulation at home, folks, unless you're a professional. That's why a charismatic leader is needed. Someone who doesn't mind taking whip in hand getting you ready to feel the weight on your back and the responsibility of owing your master or spiritual leader everything. At first, they resist the idea of being owned. But if you're good, you'll have this horse, I mean human, eating out of your hands in no time. Back to the article. Breaking a horse involves taming or conditioning by humans to get a horse to let himself be harnessed or ridden. What's wrong with this term? It's an unfriendly one that implies that force is used to break the spirit of a horse. Old legends have it that you're going to be knocked off when you hit a horse for the first time, now and then and again, before the task is completed. Translation. Do not call a spade a spade. We don't actually break the horse. We condition it. We don't recruit slaves into a cult. We indoctrinate members. It's for their own good and life productivity. They have convinced themselves (laughs) that it's a waste if they do not use us to the maximum somehow. That seems like another broadcast, though. (laughs) Well, the fact is that leaders look for those in transition, unstable environments or lives who make the ideal candidate. They can't just go around conditioning every wild horse who's been conditioned that they have to carry people on their backs. That's too high a risk of exposing the psycho they are, the type of person who sees every person as simply a resource to be used. Continued. A well-broken horse, however, means that the horse has been conditioned, is capable of executing responsibilities. Breaking a horse for the first time. You'll need patience, strategy, knowledge, and time to build on trust. Most experts prefer to break a horse in a round pen, but otherwise enclosed space like an arena or small paddock can help secure the free-spirited equine in place. Comment. I believe they call this milieu control. The cult leader or manipulator must have an isolated environment where no other horses can have an influence on the subject he wants to break. The routine and suggestibility must be completely limited to gain control over subject. Back to the article. Gain trust by building a relationship. Comment. Do you remember the first time you looked into the eyes of your spiritual master or leader? I do. There was a gaze given that was mesmerizing. 
Over time after that, I remember more consistent time was spent between us to gain my trust. The slavery and family separation didn't just happen all at once, folks. Let's continue. When you want to break a horse, the first thing you must do is establish a level of trust with the horse because the horse needs to feel safe and relaxed in his environment and with the people who will be working with him. You do this by approaching the horse or moving towards it. However, the key here is to know when to retreat or back off. You must understand that it's in the horse's instinct to get fearful when you approach. Translation, in other words, the colt kid isn't going to trust you. They know you have an ulterior motive, intent to domesticate them into subservience. So approach slowly so they don't get spooked. Pressure and release. Consider this a negative reinforcement. For instance, a leash on a dog. Encourage and guide the animal using the leash and release it when it does the right thing or moves into the right direction. It is crucial to remember that you should raise the pressure in the most sustainable manner imaginable. Note, my perspective, translating this to us cultists, the illusion of choice must be maintained even when your choices are being taken away. To give an illusion to the subject or disciple that this is all free will and choice, not that they are being conditioned or pigeonholed into choosing the thing the master wanted all along. Often hypnotism and preaching, song and environment, such as smells, is used to accomplish this stage and is often repeated for the new indoctrination. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com Back to the article. You can also release when the response is going how you intended. Note that it must be timed perfectly. Release to the maximum when the answer is mentally and physically correct. Let's relate to this horse. Maybe he or she doesn't want to join you in the trailer. Don't pressure the horse. Instead, hang on to the cord. Slowly relax the hold to acknowledge any effort. Relax absolutely until the objective is completed. Nevertheless, whatever the variation of this strategy you want, the principle remains the same. The pressure motivates the animal. However, it benefits from the release. Note. It can be hard to look and accept that opportunist leaders did things exactly like this. I look back now and see the absolute conniving that went into making my family separation happen. It was deliberate and not overnight. But once they sold my sister and I the lies, we literally would no longer listen to our parent. Very underhanded stuff. Back to training horses. 